you're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Payments Innovation Podcast. This is your host, Chris D'Antuano, and today I'm really excited to have Nikki Rohde from Central Payments. Nikki, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Chris. Yeah, it's really good to have you on today. And just for a background for, for our listeners, Central Payments is an arm of the Central Bank of Kansas City, and they have October 10th. But I'll let Nikki uh, kick it off here with giving herself a background of her history and what led her up to her role at Central Payments today. Yeah, perfect. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks for having us. And yeah, we're actually quite excited. I'll talk a little bit just from an introduction standpoint of who I am and and why I have the privilege of talking with you today. But uh, so currently, I I have the role of Vice President of Product Development uh, and Marketplace Strategies at Central Payments. Basically, all that that means is I spend a lot of my time doing market research, what's out in the industry, how does that strategically fit for central payments, what we should be doing, what our strategic footprint is out in the market, and then obviously developing products that will um, put us in the right path or the right lane for who we want to be as a company. So I've been here with Central Payments for about a year. And so prior to that, I had a few career stops, really mostly banking and payments for honestly the last 20 years, as fast as that goes. So I spent seven years at a bank here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, that's uh, now known as Bancorp Bank. And um, after that, I moved on to MetaBank or MetaPayment Systems, spent 11 years there, and honestly, kind of ran a business unit that was geared toward helping small to mid-sized banks and credit unions succeed in the marketplace with reduced resources and and funds and capital and all that stuff to really play kind of in the fintech space. And so did that for a number of years and honestly then had a little bit of a pivot in my career, went into nonprofit work for a few years. And then that's where in 2018, I decided to step back into payments, really kind of missed it. So landed me here at Central Payments. And it's just, it's really been a wild ride since really our, our leadership team here is focused very much on entrepreneurial mindset. We do a lot of things a little bit different than than most. And so we're very much focused on banking as a service and providing just an ease of, of payment payment work. We're an issuing bank and we frankly handle, you know, any of the administrative card payment fund disbursement programs through a number of different channels today. So a little bit about me, a little bit about central payments, and then comes our news about launching a, a fintech accelerator. So that will happen here in 2020. So we're just kind of greasing the skids for that now. Yeah, I appreciate the, the background. And there's a lot there that and a lot of expertise that I'm sure Central Payments is is just lucky enough to have you on board to be able to bring on some new opportunities, uh, specifically, as you mentioned, some some key spark terms that are, are thrown around here, banking as a service <laughs> and some uh, issuing, which we'll definitely get into as those are uh, some some big opportunities for we're seeing these obviously challenger and prepaid type of uh, banks that are entering the market but you did mention we have a, a new a new product that you're, you're you're spearheading here with the falls fintech so i'd love to dive a little bit into that to you yeah. know just for our listeners to get an understanding of of you know what that is the opportunities uh, that you're bringing over in that accelerator and uh, yeah just talk a little bit about that Mm, yeah, I'm happy to. So that kind of takes me into this new role um, where I have the opportunity to be kind of co-founder 
um, along with um, our current president of Central Payments is Trent Sorby, the other co-founder. And so we really have ideated on this for a number of months. So I will be the managing director of our Falls FinTech program. Like I said, it launches here in 2020. So essentially what we're doing is, you know, most people in your audience probably know what an accelerator is all about. We're launching this high intensity kind of 10 week curriculum, which will be kind of 20% classroom time, 80% communal learning, and really just this kind of unmatched access to kind of a swath of industry experts, mentors, advisors, you know, and honestly, Chris, how this thing came about is, you know, as we were answering all the hard questions that strategic planning usually brings with it, we start asking ourselves, who are we? Who aren't we? What are some of our assets to leverage? Who do we want to be as a company in five years? And really what we started to notice is all of those guiding principles as a company, our assets to leverage really started to take us into, man, we have these natural connections with fintech companies. We have about 15 different fintechs that we do business with today as central payments. And so we thought, look, we have a natural fit for it. We've got a lot of expertise crammed into a smaller company. And frankly, with the backing of Central Bank of Kansas City being a CDFI, which is a community development financial institution, we think we just have some unique differentiators that will serve really nicely for doing this accelerator. So we're bringing it to our community here right in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And, you know, funny because the why Sioux Falls, what does that have to offer? Aren't fintechs going to be turned off by that area of the community? At least that was one of the things that came up in our SWOT analysis is, boy, is anybody going to come here? <laughs> so we uh, we did a little bit of a little bit of homework with that, and honestly, we have the backing of our community so well. You know, Sioux Falls is about 200,000 people, but frankly, right in the hub of America, we've got a lot of movement happening in fintech and these kind of typical quote flyover states. Actually, American Banker recently covered this article. They they titled "Go Midwest Young Fintech." And it serves really nice with some of the, the accolades that we have here in Sioux Falls. Um, Sioux Falls is actually the number one community in the, in the nation for young entrepreneurs. And that's for the third uh, consecutive year in a row. So we're pretty excited about some of those things. Our, our mayor is well on board and he's been, been tweeting like crazy ever since, uh, ever since we made the first press, press release. Yeah, that, I mean, that's interesting news uh, for sure. Um, but that's also, if you think about that, entrepreneurs like to surround themselves around other entrepreneurs, and that's how you can bounce off of ideas and partnerships. And so, you know, with that information, along with uh, the accelerator program, there's just an immense opportunity that you can bring, you know, to, to your area. I did want to touch on one thing you mentioned that, you know, the Central Bank of Kansas City is obviously the, the FDIC backing. Now, partnering with the accelerator program, what types of opportunities? Um, is the bank able to leverage out to the accelerator program uh, for, you know, for the for the fintechs coming in? Well, you know, central payments is a division of Central Bank of Kansas City. So we are a full payments bank um, where we are a bank um, holistically. So any services that a fintech company needs for a bank, be it, an, uh, you know, access to the networks, be it FDIC insurance, you know, be able to to move funds, any of those activities that you typically would need a bank for, central bank, central payments is fully able and capable to do that. We do all that today. So what we really want to do beyond accelerate these folks to market is provide them a real turnkey uh, kind of fast track into 
into the market. So we have a lot of different things that will help accommodate that, like our open API platform that we um, actually just released as well called CPX. So it's all about a swath of APIs to every vendor and connection point that you need to to bring a program live. And, th and that could be a card program. It could just be a funds disbursement, an account sharing, P2P, B2C, kind of you name it. That is very interesting. So I want to talk about that. <laughs> Open APIs here in the United States is not talked about, you know, really it's it's really infant and it's saying that it's, uh, at least from mm. from our knowledge you know at currency cloud it's something that's going to be futuristic but you're saying that you guys have have opportunities now uh let's let's hear about that for sure you bet so uh, frankly the the platform itself is literally just as it sounds it's an open api platform where any of our partner well frankly anybody can go in and register for access to the complete list of apis um, we're rolling it out in phases, but frankly, our first phase is live right now. So somebody can do anything card related, mostly from an MVP, minimum viable product kind of stage right now. So create card, reload card, close card, reissue card, you know, some of those main features and functionalities where we've got our ID verification service vendors embedded in that. So verify identity you know, all the CIP, KYC stuff that's required for opening an account. And then ACH, we're super excited about the ability to API ACH requests. And then we would group those together and form a NACHA file at the end of the day, as opposed to having the, the provider have to create a NACHA file. And there's just a delay and a lag with that. So, so that's phase one. Phase two will come right at the beginning of 2020 and expands itself into many more processors, platforms take, I don't know, a good example might be surcharge-free ATM. So in your mobile app, find me the closest all point or money pass ATM and it can shoot back a pin. So a lot of different use cases and features, but we just hope that that will make life a ton easier. So fintechs can focus almost exclusively if they choose on the user experience, their dis distribution kind of method, and just how the product functions and let central payments take care of all the program manager functions, regulatory functions, and obviously the connection of all those pipes. To put that together, or do you have specific like API partners that you're putting as a as an ecosystem, let's say, for your programs to be able to have access mm -hmm. to? Um, is, that, is that essentially what you're providing to the accelerator so they can pick and choose who they'd like to build together as far as putting their program together, utilizing you know, the backbone of the... Uh, Central payment? Yeah, you bet. So it's it's either they can choose or we can choose and kind of throttle the volume as needed. So we'll have like about five different end-to-end -end card processors. We'll have real-time push payment aggregators or enablers, probably three or four ID verification service providers, you know, card fulfillment vendors, and you name it. Everything. So we'll provide the the connections. Um, the other good news about it is that it really allows companies, and once again, fintech specifically, are probably the biggest benefactor to not have to negotiate contracts and work through uh, minimums every month for that particular service. They'll just be able to fall under our umbrella, our current kind of uh, enablement with those folks. That's a really good point, um, especially as they're obviously a, a startup uh, fintech. To, to any opportunity to take off some of the burden to get to market mm. is, is always, uh, you know, the uphill battle. 
And so yeah, I think yeah. the value that you, you guys are bringing them is just a massive, massive opportunity for yourselves. Now, could you talk a little bit about the accelerated, the types of programs that you're looking to bring in? Um, you know, are, is there a specific profile that you're looking for to bring in in the accelerator program? And you know, if that if there is, you know, what what would that might that be for to gauge some interest for our listeners? Yeah, you bet. Thanks for asking that. That so there's two schools of thought. One, we could either get super fine point and crisp on the exact type of companies that we're looking for, or we could leave it extremely wide and what the interest is out there. And we've kind of chosen to take kind of this hybrid approach where really the general kind of requirements, if you will, or criteria of the fintechs we'd be looking for is kind of at or near uh, minimum viable product stage, but would require kind of a deeper engagement with payment ecosystem participants, uh, again, banks, processors, networks, council, and frankly, investors. So we are really trying to solve the kind of what we're calling the last mile problems. So the the product itself, whatever they have in mind, would have to require involvement of a bank. So I think I alluded to that, be it the, the network membership, funds, insurance, card issuance, any of those types of activities. Um, we would ask that, and I don't know why they wouldn't want to, but the fintech would, would use our, our open API platform we call CTX. And, and frankly, last but not least, is really if anybody has a pull towards, you know, really improving the financial lives of, of consumers or the financial health of Americans, we have a natural bent towards that because of our bank, uh, Central Bank of Kansas City, frankly, being that CDFI and, and serving the consumers of, of what we call modest means. That's always been a natural kind of core value of Central Bank of Kansas City and of central payments. So there'll be a little preferential treatment of anybody who fits in that type of category that are solving those pain points. Yeah, and that, I can see how that differentiates from a lot of the other, you know, as we call them, sponsor banks here in, mm-hmm. in the U.S. But um, having this this layer of support in between the bank and the program, from from our, I guess from my perspective, is a massive uh, massive advantage uh, comparable to the other opportunities that may be out there from you know the programs that we've talked to uh, to this point. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting, Chris, is when we start to think about what's different about central payments as a kind of typical issuing bank is, you know, we look at this sliding bar scale of what kind of services somebody needs. If they just want us to be their issuing bank, we have plenty of programs that do that where we're just the sponsor and we just provide the issuing services. But if you scroll that bar kind of to the other side of the spectrum, we take on all the different roles of uh, program management services. So once again, connecting them to the right vendors, letting us take care of all the kind of holistic obligations of the program. Once again, they can focus on distribution. So as we really thought about how do we leverage that expertise that we have, that's just another kind of notch in why we're doing this accelerator to help those companies, frankly, get to market and then ultimately scale in, in a real kind of accelerated way. Yeah, it's you're exactly right, and that's ex- exciting for you, you guys. Obviously, and you can learn from the programs that come in to be able to enhance and innovate your product alone or your products alone internally as well. So you can kind of share off of that information. You know, obviously, it's uh, we. This is the week of the announcement, and the launch is is coming in 2020. Where do you see you know the accelerator and even the the open platform? You know, where where would you like to get to to say, you know, this is the very successful uh, product for us, and this is, you know, mm. this is exactly how we envisioned it. Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, I just have to say that we're kind of well on our way. That the 
response that we've gotten from current vendors and partners and obviously just the market in general has just grabbed all over this, which is really great. So MasterCard has come in with a founding sponsorship. So they are founding sponsors, super excited, and they'll be joining us at Money 2020 here in a couple of weeks to um, kind of co-facilitate a reception where we're going to bring a lot of potential fintechs and a lot of sponsors together to kind of do this meet and greet and really formulate some initial relationships. So any fintechs listening to this that feel like what I described kind of fits what they need, we have a reception at Money 2020 that we're going to invite people to. You don't need to be an attendee of 2020. It'll just be a reception in in one of the the hotels. But check out more at fallsfintech.com. And then obviously where we want this thing to be is just frankly, to get good applicants. We'll sift through those kind of the later part of 2019 into 2020. We're going to take five companies in our first cohort, and then we'll actually, Chris, run a second cohort in August with another five companies. So success to me looks like those 10 companies throughout the course of the calendar year got exactly what they needed. We've got kind of a good net promoter score, if you will, out of that. And frankly, they get to market and they start to see some real value and some real scale. Yeah. I mean, so that money 2020 opportunity is something that we should definitely reiterate. And the fact that, that they don't need a ticket to enter, I guess, to, to catch up with you guys and MasterCard to that? Yeah. Nope. They sure don't. Yeah, it's huge. Obviously, Money 2020 is not a cheap conference. It's definitely a valuable conference. But the the fact that we can have maybe potential programs, you know, attend, you know, this this launch party that you got going on, you know, we'll we'll definitely you know post that as well in our blog following this, because I think to miss out on some of the the opportunities for some of these programs that they're just not looking to expense a you know a week, but they are looking for networking opportunities, and and I think this is just a you know another Another notch for you guys is an advantage uh, for sure to, yeah. to support the, the, these early stage fintechs and uh, who are in dire need, to be honest, of just to, you know, let their idea be heard and have some support behind it. So, um, yeah, you know, absolutely. I've had conversations, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about this and seeing how it grows from your side. I oh, appreciate that. Yeah, we're sure. pretty, pretty stoked about it, too. We know there's a, a ton of need out there. Actually, one of the recent statistics that I kind of came across is there's nearly 5,800 financial technology startup companies in the U.S. alone as of, I think it was February of 19. And so we know the need is great. We know the ideas are definitely out there. Some of the companies that that we're serving today started in that same kind of category and and have really gotten to scale. And um, yeah, we just couldn't be more proud to be able to help them, launch them into kind of helping, helping their dreams. And then obviously it it really just serves the market well. Yeah, I mean, if you if you, if you can have conversations with even ten percent of that, that's some massive, massive opportunity for your accelerator and and for you guys to be able to obviously take on some 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 new programs and expand uh, your offering. And like I said, obviously that'll bring more innovation throughout the the U.S. at least specifically. So, well, Nikki, you know, it's a pleasure to have you on. I'm glad we got to get you this week, you know, to to be able to have uh, some fresh conversation about uh, your launch and really excited, as I mentioned, to to see this live in, in 2020 and see, you know, you guys grow. And obviously for us, uh, you know, would love to to be a part of that as far as Currency Cloud. But if you will, um, I know for, for our listeners, if they'd like to get in touch, did you mention it was uh, fallsfintech.com, correct? That's that's right. Just F-A-L-L-S, fintech.com. And we've got currently just some high level information, but more specifically, and maybe more importantly, is a contact us link. And that'll get you right into myself or 
a couple of other folks here with the FinTech team, and we'll get them plugged in with any details about the Money 2020 event or, frankly, just a, a conversation. Awesome. Well, that makes it easy for them as well. So, well, like I said, I appreciate you having on really, really good information here. Excited to see this thing flourish. And, uh, you know, we'll, I'll be at Money 2020 and I'll definitely be there and, and, and meeting you guys and the team out there. Perfect. It Great. sounds good, Chris. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Of course. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Take care. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at currencycloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.